unprecedented, oh, unbelievable. Fuck that. Fuck what you talking about. I get to start. You ain't shit. Because you couldn't just plug the, the XLR in. Take four. This is take four. Take all because the XLR wasn't all the way in. Take four. Yes, yeah, so XLR is a cable okay. that is, uh, if you don't know, it's, the cable that connects the mic to the mixer. Uh-huh. And we had sound issues. It's all because he didn't put in. We started XLR. We started this episode. Tip, we Reese. started this episode on February 12th. <laughs> <laughs> We've been working on getting it to you this whole time. Lies. Yeah. Don't it's let been a white, it's been a busy month. Mostly white man lied to you during Black <laughs> History Month. <laughs> and speaking of Black See, History. See, we've both been very busy, very very busy for Black History Month. I've been beginning booked the usual amount. Denzel's beginning booked more for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> no, which is way less than no, the I'm usual ju- I'm just playing. I'm just playing. It's way less than my usual I'm just amount. Kidding. But anyway, uh speaking of Black History Month, good segue. Yes. Uh Oh, also, I just want to preface this I at the beginning of the episode. I fucking believe I didn't plug the mic all the way in. I can't. It's hilarious. It's funny. This is a comedy podcast. Wiggling it that whole but goddamn time. To preface this, since we're at the beginning of the podcast, I just want to let y'all know that this is going to be like a shotgun type of podcast today. Uh huh. We're going to go through topics because yeah. we have not recorded in like almost a month. And so much shit has happened yeah. just in February. So take your keys. Push it down to the bottom of the Truly bottle and wipe that damn crust out your ass. What was that from? I don't fucking know. The I don't... Sway in the Morning intro. Really? Yeah, I think so. I don't listen to Sway. Because uh, he ain't got the answers. I would, yeah, I think that's true. <laughs> but no, that would have been, been a good segue to the next Dude, topic. Dude, that's so funny. Into, oh, in, uh, Let me go okay, into yeah, yeah. what I wanted to preface first. I'll write that down. Uh, it is Black History Month, but that doesn't mean you don't have to learn about black history throughout the rest of the year. That's true. For anybody interested in learning a little bit more about black history, whether you're history, (laughs) anybody interested in learning more about black history Uh throughout any time of the year can go check out. uh, It's a phenomenal (laughs) uh, site. Well, not site uh, channel on YouTube called Crash Course. Crash Course teaches a lot of different courses and different topics and subjects. Uh, I think it's ran through originally through PBS. I'm not exactly sure. But when you go on to their channel, uh, Crash Course's channel. On YouTube, you can find a host and plethora of different subjects and topics to learn from. I started off learning about uh, philosophy through Crash Course Philosophy. They have different topics such as uh, uh, history, government, biology, chemistry, anything you wanted to get like a quick crash course on, hence the name, you could go there. And there is a Crash Course Black History uh, video playlist right now. They're not done. They're still dropping new episodes. That is very informative, and uh, I recommend it to anybody who wanted to know more about black history outside of what we're taught in the classroom. If you've been listening to the podcast since season one, you'll know that on our second, well, no, not our second, our fourth episode, I uh, did a black history episode speaking of why I don't like Black History Month. Mm -hmm. And I said that it was because of the way it's taught in school. That's the only reason I don't like it. But if you want to know more, and I think this is actually up to more up to my standards than everything I've ever learned through K through college. Yeah. Then check out Crash Course uh, Black History on YouTube. All right. Good. I, I like the way I did that one. Perfect. So that sounded like a fucking commercial. You know what? It made, <laughs> it made you sound like a real goddamn genius. A genius, you a say. A genius. Speaking of geniuses. Yeah, Denzel's sitting on some... Uh, twisted tease and i'm afraid he's about to hit me with it (laughs) 
I gotta watch my words. Never know. Black History Month, y'all. I gotta be. I gotta be on the up and up. Slap thunder out of people. Slap fire out of them too. All the elements. All right. Thunder is not an element. It's a fucking sound, by the way. Lightning's an element, technically. Is it though? Well. Oh, we're taking Yu-Gi-Oh apart now. Well, no. Plasma is actually considered uh, not an element, but uh, a phase. So like solids, <laughs> metal. No, solids, liquids, Phases gases. Are very yeah. And so it's a phase. Can you really make plasma by microwaving a candle? I don't know. All right. I, I don't I, I, I don't know. I feel like I've seen a bunch of okay. Watch, they're you taking, watching YouTube too much. They're cleaning YouTube up. Have you noticed that? No. Like a lot of YouTube's like I don't think you could find mic like metal being microwaved anymore, really. I think it's harder to find stuff that would kill your entire family. But you know who did talk about teaching about the four elements? God damn it. Oh, you know. And who made a great video. Oh, I should re-release that. You should. But. Every time Kanye does something, you should release it. I forgot. Speaking of geniuses and elements. I was supposed to remove YouTube from Caleb's tablet and switch it back to kids' YouTube before I left the house. <laughs> and now he's just at home chilling. Your <laughs> <laughs> son is about to go down he's the hole. burn the damn house down. <laughs> you did not want to yeah. see. He's taking the watch apart. Uh, he's a little genius. Yeah, he is. Again, speaking of geniuses, you see how many times we plug the word genius? Yeah, yeah. We yeah. clearly want to talk I'm about this keep Kanye you from doc. talking about it. <laughs> we clearly want to talk about this I'm Kanye doc. I'm going to you off like a fencer. Have you seen the first episode? I've seen the first and second episode. Okay. So you're caught up like I am? I am. What was your take on the first episode? It was very good. Oh, you gave me an extra word this time. Every yeah. time I asked this man, it it's was good. It was like, good? No. It's good. It was awesome. It was yeah. very, very cool. Uh, it's wild to see Kanye, like, it, it, it's almost like he was like, this is how P. Diddy would have been introduced to the world where he first is on Channel Zero. He's, like, kind of laid back in the back of the whole group with his, like, glasses on. He even had those, like, those little, like, round type glasses, right? I can't remember that exact fresh. moment where he's on, uh, what is it called? Channel, Channel Zero. Zero. I can't remember the exact moment, but he was yeah, yeah. Uh, next to Mace, Harlem World. All yeah, yeah. People nobody remember anymore. Yeah. Uh, no offense. Sorry, but I, I, I'm not going to pretend like I know all the people in Harlem World when I was only seven at the time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so it was really interesting to see Kanye in 1998 uh-huh. actually out there trying to produce. Yeah. So, like, watching that is like, dang, I remember went through the wire and college dropout came out because I yes. was – in seventh eighth grade i was in eighth grade i think actually i saw the premiere on mtv yeah like i remember when i first saw that music video yeah and thought this was crazy i was like damn that guy got that's what a car accident looked like. yeah i remember like i was it brought me back to this that was the same time where dave Chappelle was at the height with the Chappelle show yeah like it was crazy like just looking at that and coming back but that's episode two let's bring it back to episode one okay so the first episode, I was bugging watching how many times he would go into the offices, perform his yeah. class, what we yeah. all consider classics now. Yes. And being like, damn, they're not even paying attention. What I loved so much was I was trying to explain to, you know, what Rockefeller Records was, like the idea of like like a gangster rap at the time, like in that context. And like it was so funny because I was – Noticing that every time he, every time he's being filmed walking through the like the halls of the building, Looking like what you doing with the camera? No, not like. Well, I mean, not necessarily like that, but like Kanye, the camera's for you. Hey, you know you owe me a beat, right? <laughs> you know I'm gonna, I'm gonna get that beat you promised me, right? 
it's so funny. He's always being pressed for beats because I mean he was a that was after H to the Izzo. Yeah, right? but you gotta yeah under, also understand. Uh, so I listened to the Rory and Maul podcast. Okay, Maul, if you, the if we have any listeners who don't know, is Big's little brother. Big's, oh, okay. if you remember from the pot, I'm not from the podcast. But I from, I only really remember him as a uh, Big's brother. Uh, Big brother was Big's brother. Used to be Dame and Big brother. So Big's. Dame and Jay Z. Yeah. I know a little bit more about Dame Dash. I don't yeah. know that much about Big. Bigs. Big. Bigs, Dame Dash, and Jay Z founded Rockefeller. Those three. So Maul, being Big's little brother, used to be on a street team. Now a street team uh-huh. was just people who, you know, got people to listen to Rockefeller would pass out flyers. Wait a second. Wait a second. Maul from Rory and Maul is Big's little brother. Holy shit. I didn't know. I don't understand. I didn't so know like at all. back in the day, street teams. I mean, they kind of still yeah. have them, but they really don't. You're like, like spreading the word and like, like how Kanye was like. I felt like Bad Boy Street Team. Yeah, I couldn't work the locks. locks. Now nah, let's, let's go. go. First of all, we all know too many lyrics. We, all, we know too many Kanye lyrics. I mean, but Maul was part of the street team for Rockefeller mm. back in the day because his brother was yeah. one of the co-founders with Dame Dash and Jay Z. Yeah, Dame Biggs, Kareem Biggs Burke. I want to say I got his name right, but uh, yeah. So Maul haven't actually been. At baseline a lot, uh-huh. having been at the Rockefeller uh, studio uh-huh. uh, studios uh, offices, actually gave a little bit more insight to what we saw. And Kanye, what we saw wasn't the only time that camera was following him. This wasn't the only time that Kanye went into the offices and played his songs. Oh yeah! So Kanye yeah. did this. Multiple times, oh like a bunch. God. So imagine him doing this shit like ten times. Yeah. The tenth time, even if it's the third or fourth time, like yo, they in meetings right now, and you're doing this again. Yeah. And they're like, all right, they like they might even like it, but it's like, all right, man, it's like yeah, cool. Like, like, it's not my decision. And he would I'll come around with the cool, camera man. all the time yeah. and everything. And like it wasn't like he like everybody knew he would have a camera. So what you see is not like he was like almost leveraging it. Like you feel like, yeah. oh, it's the only time he ever came through with the camera. No, yeah, but he's I trying to, to remember get footage. That con- yeah, he's like, because it's edited. What, that's it's what he's doing. Hours and hours yeah. and hours and hours and hours. That like, you're not there just like chilling. It's a six hours yeah. of documentary. Yeah, but imagine like he followed him around a whole yeah. day, and he's like br- getting footage of him brushing his teeth, and then him like, like saying all good day. night and going to bed like all day. Yeah, and yes. it might not be every day, but it was enough that. He could make a documentary. And you can kind of catch that in the beginning of the second one, where he's like, "Yo, Craig, we're going to the dentist." He's like, not even he doesn't even know the context. It's the first time I'm talking to Craig that day, and he's like, "We're going to the dentist," and you know exactly who we are. It's me and who do you find, like film me? Yeah, yeah. That so, yeah. So like, it's I like how to they remember. gave it a. It's hard to remember. Now. I like that we're they so gave it a little at, bit more content. Yeah, we're so you good. watching yeah. it's like, how the fuck are they ignoring all falls down? Yeah. I mean, that would be the cut to use if you wanted but, to describe the narrative that he was being like looked at. But he's still, it's still the same narrative though. Yeah. Because they he wasn't being looked at regardless. Yeah. Even if he had bugged them a hundred times or whatever. Like, yeah. Kanye was annoying people. But it's more apparent, and especially in a way of like, if you saw that video, which we all did. Like I, I was reading the Twitter stuff as it as the. Yeah, everybody was like, how, was like, how the fuck. Yeah, yeah, but see the thing eh. about that's true. 
uh, Rockefeller at the time was Jay Z was doing numbers, and when I say do numbers, I mean he was doing huge, ridiculous numbers, and they were mm. trying to find the next Jay Z. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> no, they were. You, that's a literally the exact way it sounds in the documentary. The words you just said. Well, I mean, that's what they, they were, were trying looking to do. for the next Jay Z. Yeah, that's very good. That's what they were trying to do. Yes, that's exactly. Yeah, like you tried to. You know, like I, I always talk about Ja Rule being the uh, R R and B hybrid of DMX. Like they try to find, yeah, they try to catch lightning yes. in a bottle, yeah, and then they try to do it again, yeah. Like they, well, I say they catch lightning in a bottle, then they try to do it again. They yeah. try to repeat that, yeah. And so that's with anything in this, in like the industry, capitalism wise. So they wanted somebody to be the runner up, yeah. And Kanye wasn't talking about anything that any other person on Rockefeller was talking about. Yeah. Because everybody on Rockefeller was talking about something. And he made drugs. a point to, like, point, like, he was like, I'm, like, that's what self-conscious was, was, like, yeah. a giant break from the mold. Well, no, I mean, first it was through right? the wire. Through the wire was what. No, but I mean, like, what, when he's, like, presenting it and, like, yeah. talking about it, he's like, this is, like, he presents it as something revolutionary. He's like, I'm not talking about selling drugs or killing nobody. I'm talking about just my life. Talking about how I'm trying to make it, the troubles yeah. in the industry, and I like how like the documentary in the first episode showed that yes, I can be entertaining and a good rapper. Yes, I can make fire beats, but I want you to know that I am also a rapper, and I'm not just a rapper producer. Where a lot of rapper producers, like such as Dr. Dre, phenomenal producer, can't say nothing bad about him. Yep. But we all know that Dre used to get written for by Ice Cube, by Ren. Even Jay-Z wrote Still Dre. Yeah. Yeah, Jay-Z wrote all of Dr. Dre's verses. I only heard Still that. Dre. I only heard that recently. But yeah. yeah I heard so that. when you when you look at that and then you look at, like, Diddy. Diddy didn't really write hardly anything. The things he did write, we were like, all right, Diddy was just cool. Jermaine yeah. Dupri wrote whole ass R&B albums like Jermaine Dupri wrote most of Confessions if not I think holy shit for Usher damn these are my confessions so Jermaine Dupri wrote that that was it It wasn't Usher's life where he had a girl on the side and the baby on it was Jermaine Dupri writing that stuff wow yeah I never got I never knew that so Jermaine Dupri wrote a lot of uh, he wrote some for Bow Wow like he wrote a lot of stuff yeah but we don't give him the credit as a rapper, rapper, even though he does rap. I remember I like he had a single out that I really remember. He had a few. Yeah. yeah. And so we and you look at the producers. I really remember. <laughs> like Manny Fresh rap, uh, but nobody uh. was like, oh, we need Manny Fresh as the, one of the best rappers of all time. None of them were in yeah. the top rapper list. Tyler, the creator rapper, producer, but we would Different. call him a rapper, right? Yeah, but when you look at producers, it's not just you produce yourself. You're producing for... You're producing hits for other people, too. So that's what we're looking at in that level of producer. Okay, I see what you mean. Because uh, I wouldn't necessarily that he say that he produces, like, smash hits for other people. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. But I don't know how many he's done. But he hasn't done nowhere yeah. near what Kanye has done for that. Yeah. Like, Kanye produced Stand Up. When I move, you move. Just like that. When I move, you move. No just way. like that. Yeah. It Ooh. does. It sounds like a lot of the same noises as "Breathe In, Breathe Out," but I never really noticed. Kanye produced that. I think he produced some for Pharrell. I can't remember which one, but yeah. So watching that first episode, it's like, all right, 
you see him like struggling. You see him grinding. You see him doing these yeah. beats. You see him when he you get see him excited. Like, yeah, getting excited and then getting fucked like fucked with by the people from Chicago. Right? Yeah, that was tough to watch. And I'll yeah. say this: it was tough to watch because his mentor did the same thing to him. Uh huh. Doug did the same thing to him that he has just done recently to Big Sean. Very true. Like, Doug was like, oh, I feel like you this and that. You was like, you were supposed to say this for me. And then he dissed him publicly, even though he had just hung out with him earlier that day. Yeah. Kanye, in turn, dissed Big Sean publicly, even though everything was cool with them apparently a couple weeks ago, even though Kanye, even though Big Sean was old money, he didn't say nothing. He kept it on the low. And even yeah. though they thought it was cool, he was going to eventually get his money, so he wasn't tripping. I mean, he probably was asking him about it, but wasn't tripping, yeah, tripping. Yeah, yeah, Then Kanye comes out talking about, fuck Big Sean. That's the <laughs> worst thing I've ever done in my life was sign him. And it's like, but Big Sean ain't never said nothing but good things about you. Yeah. And so when you look back at the like the Doug thing. It's I'm going like, to play Detroit, too, on the way home, just, be, just for that. When you look at the Doug thing, it's like, wow, Kanye, you did that exact same bullshit that we watch you feel like you look defeated. Like before you, when you knocked on your mama's door, white waiting on her to open the door, you looked like your your whole soul had been crushed. When you were at the uh, the radio station, at right after they he dropped a diss. Yeah, Doug was at the radio before you dropped the diss at the radio, and as y'all catching each other on the way out, yeah, you ask him what was up, and he tell you, "Hey man, I feel like you didn't give me a shout out." On some sucker shit. Yeah. That's, That's some crazy. sucker shit. That's, That's like, crazy. I see you on the rise, and because I'm your mentor, you have to take me with you. Yeah. Or I don't like you no more. That was some sucker shit. That sucked. To me. Yeah. Like, dog, if you was good enough, you'd be doing it You'd be own. pulling him up because yeah. you the mentor. Yeah. But he outshined you, and you didn't like that. He, uh, he mentioned no ID and didn't say you by name, even though – Everywhere else he goes, he says you. But in this one magazine, he didn't say you. Yeah, no, that was some sucker shit, man. Yeah. And then trying to pull him to the side and talk to him. No, it wasn't even. That was some sucker shit. And Kanye went the bigger route, and now Kanye's worth billions. And honestly, I'm not that. Like, people try to pretend like they're super hip-hop hardcore fans and know every single producer that's ever lived in every city since the beginning of time. I'm not. Never heard a dude before. Heard of No ID. Never heard of Doug. Never yeah. heard of him. Why not? I mean, maybe he made a song I like. I got. I, I mean, I don't doubt it, but he ain't on Kanye's level. Yeah. So the main thing I took from that, and then I'm going to segue into episode two, and then we're going to hop off of this. Uh, this is his mom. This is, this is, this is, you want to take an ad break real quick? <laughs> Once we get We're at 20 minutes. Ads. If you want to give us money, we'll say the words that you pay us to say. Yes. Okay. Anybody. That's very good. All right. So going into this, I do not want to watch episode three. Why? Because what? I am now emo- what? I am so emotionally invested. Oh, that you know where this shit goes. Into his mother and his relationship. Like we all knew he had a good relationship because yeah. of the amount that he talked about his mama and his songs. He talked about his mom a lot. 
there's a lot of life to go through if they're going to get up to where we are right now, right? They're going to a lot. I don't know if they're doing – that's a trilogy, so they're catching up. Oh, I heard. a lot of ground. I heard they're not even done with the episode. It's supposed to be out, but they weren't done with the episode when episode two was out because he stopped yeah. having Cootie around all the time, documenting nonstop, so it ain't like you just about to see – Kanye and Cootie oh, walking through the... Oh, yeah. So it's about to be a lot of clips that we've already seen. I, this is what I heard. I don't know. That's speculation. That would actually make sense. That's speculation, but uh, like we'll see. All, like a couple of paparazzi freak, like a big paparazzi freak. So it's going to be a lot of like, clips yeah. is what I heard, but I'm not sure. Okay. Could be wrong. That's uh, I'm expecting to see though. that. If it's not that, I'll be surprised. But, uh, yeah, so... They kind of hinted that at the end of episode two, though, yeah. where he's like, Kanye kind of stopped having me around, so... Yeah. I, I want to kind of do my own thing. Which is, yeah, which is wow. Well, you should but, do. Like, yeah. Yeah, you're supposed to. Uh, I don't want to watch it, not because I know where Kanye goes, but because I know what happens to his mother. Yeah. Like, yes. the thing that was. That was his anchor. The, the light in the show. Like, Kanye was inspiring, oh. but what really brought me joy in watching this documentary so far is his interaction with his mother. Yeah. I am very close to my mom. I, I talk to my to say, mom yeah. every single day. You my mom is, called her a moment ago. Yeah, I just talked to her. My mom, y'all might get mad at me if you listen. To, I call my mom. It's two o'clock in the morning, <laughs> back in Detroit. Yeah, she was half asleep. She has weird hours. My you, mom's retired. By the way, I don't know if you want to get into it, but you called her to say you were wrong. <laughs> I called my mom to tell her <laughs> she was wrong. I'll tell y'all what she was wrong about after we finish with the Kanye after review. <laughs> But yeah, so to watch and then Damn. like his mom reminded oh, yeah. me of my mom's friends. I don't have that same relationship with my mom, so it must have been like, like, like it was bugging Ina because she's got a re- that relationship with her too. Got a uh, bad? No, no, no. Oh, that no good, good like super, communicable, yeah. like open and really like the way his time. mom, his mom was just. She reminded me of like my aunts. Yeah. My like and my play aunts, like my mama's friends, and just women in the community, like. But not just that, but the ones that damn you know everybody loves. Like she had that, and the way she said Kanye, like the way she said it, sounded different than everybody else. Like it came out, like she didn't even say his name. It's just like, yeah, superstar. Like it sounded like when she said his name, she basically said, "Hey, superstar. Hey, special. Hey." talented hey gorgeous like the way she just said his name sounded like i believed in you before you even had before you formed a thought when you when i was pregnant with you i believed in you like yeah the way she's like when you find out like his his mom was the one that dropped him off in the studio at 13 to get mentored by doug and no id like yeah she believed in him even though she wanted a different dream for him she said you know what I'm going to support you. She drove with him to that apartment in yeah. New Jersey. Like it's like that thing of to like help set him up. Like uh like how fuck, you know what I mean? Like if my kid say Caleb wants to learn chess. Yeah. I'm trying to teach him chess. He's starting to kind of get a, a little bit of a, a hold on it. But it's like if this is the one thing he's passionate about, do we go all in on it for him? And then if you just decide to go all in on it and then like, you know, did you have hobbies when you were a kid that you grew out of? Yeah. Yeah. Most sports. Yeah. Like, 
imagine if you do that and your kid just never grows out of it and becomes the best at it ever. You know I mean, what I mean? Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like it's all That's what happened. That's what Kanye is, is that you supported your kid doing something that they love and they became one of the fucking, greatest. Yeah, one of the great. That's fucking dope. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, watching his mom, the way his mom interacted with everybody, he brought her around, every, just, that woman was so sweet. Yeah. It was in that moment where she first appeared on a documentary. Yeah. That I understood, like in that kitchen, in that apartment that she was in, that's when I understood what the loss of his mom meant to him. Mm -hmm. Like 808 and Heartbreaks got a whole new meaning to me just by understanding. Like I, I, I could, you can understand if you have a close relationship, imagining losing your mom. But when you see his relationship, I'm not saying that my relationship isn't that close because it is. Yeah. It's ridiculously close with my mom. And my grandmother and my aunts and everybody, but it's like she's like an entire guy, solar system, and he's a plant growing yeah. off of the energy of it, and you're becoming that guy a solar who system. Artistically, talk about the way he—not just talk about his rap, yeah. but in the way he produces music. Yeah, I don't want to see. Goddamn, that his mom is going to no longer be in this documentary because oh, she's no longer boy. here. Yeah, that's true. Like I'd have been happy with. Didn't even consider that. I'd have been happy with where it ended with episode two. You're a real empath. Like I like just seeing the the grind of him. Nobody believing in him. Yeah. Because episode two, I mean, it's basically the same thing as episode one. Nobody believing, but him pushing yeah. through his accident, raising the money to get make his own album. I don't know why I thought we we're gonna have an in de- as in depth a look at all the other albums. No. Yeah. I didn't even consider what a third episode would how long it would. Well the first the album third episode is five was the hardest one long. to get through. The first yeah, album exactly. was nominated for ten Grammys. Once yeah. you get nominated for ten Grammys, they're going to make sure you get a second. And yeah. his second was great. Yeah. So his second was great. His third was great. You're done after once you have three great albums, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Period. Like nobody has three great albums and it's like, all right. Like your fans, even if you put out three shitty albums after the first three greats. We'll still be waiting for a great album on your seventh. <laughs> like for real, I would. Yeah. Like I mean, I'm not. Yeah, fan. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, man. So uh, speaking of moms, oh, I just wanted to say, uh, I'm glad Kanye worked through it. Before we hop off of this, uh, I felt like, I, for a lack of a better term, oh, or terms, uh, Skeet Davidson. Yes. Oh no no no. Everything. Yeah. Well, yes. yeah. Let's go. Everything that's been going on with Kanye in the media. Yes. With Skeet. And his wife, ex-wife, I don't know where mm-hmm. they're at right now. And his antics with the Julia lady. I don't know. that uh, She ugly to me. Goblin but, uh, mode. I just, like, I had been like, all right, I'm sick and tired of Kanye. Because every other day is some Kanye news about moving into the house next door or the children's birthday party or uh, arguing with Pete Davidson on Twitter. All this little stuff. And I'm like, yo, Kanye, can you shut the fuck up? Can't stand him? Yeah. I'm like, yo, if I never hear from Kanye... For the next 10 years, I'll be happy, right? Yeah. It's how I felt. Yeah. At the time. Yeah. I told my cousin, I told my cousin Ray, he's a, a guest on the on the pod from time to time. I told him, I was like, yo, I hate how this documentary made me feel. Because like I said, for lack of better terms, it made me feel like a weak bitch. What do you mean? I was like, 
sick of Kanye's shit, and then uh-huh. I watched this documentary about the good times I had with Kanye when Aww. I was younger. And how hard he Aww. had to grind to get to where he was at. You turned around on and a you friend. see like the happiness in him and the, the arrogance and nobody believed in me. Yeah. I watched the documentary and I went back to a part at the end of the second episode, right before the end, where he's getting interviewed right before the Grammy speech on the mm-hmm. episode. And they're like, Hey, uh, Kanye, so if a year ago somebody would have told you you would have been here right now being nominated for Grammys, would you have believed them? And Kanye's reply was well a year ago i was telling everybody i would be right here right now and nobody believed me but me god damn so to answer i mean he didn't say this but yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. me now so he answered her question with yeah i would have believed somebody because i already believed it before anybody else even knew before I put out an album, I knew I was going to eventually be here. So, yeah. of course, I believed it. If somebody would have said, hey, you'll be here next year. Like, yeah, I should have been here last year. This is my mindset. Like, I should have yeah. been given a chance before. Yeah. So, I love that. I love the, everything about it. it made and that's me, an interesting part about Kanye, it, too, is that. It brought back all the good old feelings. Like, yeah. George Bush doesn't care about black people. Yeah. That's the moment we felt like we loved college dropout and late registration. But uh-huh. when he said. College, I think what he said about George Bush, because Katrina was 2005. College dropout came out in 2004. Mm-hmm. So I think late registration came out soon Six after or seven that. Or? Oh, okay. I think it came out 2005, right? Right after. I don't know. I'm not sure. The year after. I think it was the year after. That's good, though. That's, that's a good production schedule, then. Yeah. I think it did. And I just remember thinking, this man put out some of the best music I've ever heard. Like, he's one of the. Yeah. My cousin, Ron, go by Ray, his rap name. Uh, he talks about the first don't, rap don't album. Don't dox Ray like that. That's not fair. I mean, his album literally says. Don't his, dox the boy. Well, his album is Ray is my last name, and the last song is talking about his name is his what his actual name is. So yeah. it's not a secret what his name okay. is. Okay. So if you want to find out what his full name is, I knew that. I was just making album. fun. I listened to the whole album. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he talks about when he does interviews and podcasts and stuff. He always talks about how one of the first rap albums he ever listened through all the way through mm-hmm. was I had College Dropout, and yeah. I had that you know that big you know circular or whatever. Uh, what's that other shape? Oval shaped CD player that could barely fit in your pocket. Oh yeah. And we'd be in the car, and I would let him listen to College Dropout, and it was one of the first CDs that ever inspired him to rap. Now my wow. cousin is like three years younger than me, so in mm. 2004 I was 13, he was 10. Yeah. Kanye has been one of his biggest inspirations since he was like 10 years old. Yeah. And or so nine, he's watching this nine going on 10. Yeah. So yeah, I asked him about how he felt about it and everything. We argued a little bit, but not okay. too much. But talking about his trajectory and what he's been doing in rap, and I told him what I thought, not to be mentioned on the podcast, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I liked how he was low key shitting on Rockefeller, but at the same time appreciative and loving of Rockefeller. Yeah, 
like when he was dropping his uh, yeah, that, uh, music video party yes. and Dame Dash and Biggs came in. He was subtweeting. <laughs> he was basically he like, live he was just like, yo, ain't nobody believed in me. They wouldn't open the doors. They wouldn't give me no budget. I had to raise yeah. this money, 33000 all on I my own. And Dame Dash and Biggs came through at that exact moment. They yeah. walked into the room. Yeah. And they was kind of looking like, oh, so you talking shit about okay. us. Until they saw the music video was like. All right, we got to keep them. Yeah, no, this is. This is, yeah, this is it. This is worth putting out. <laughs> this is it. And if you got more like this, then maybe we might be wrong. And they were yeah. completely wrong. Yeah. But, yeah, speaking about people being wrong, calling your mama at 2 o'clock in the morning to tell her she was wrong about U.S. women's soccer or women's national team, uh, uh-huh. U.S. women's national team in soccer. You uh, know what? I th- My thing that about the entire woman being paid less than men is why don't corporations – Get wind of that and start paying men less. I'm with it, but why shouldn't everyone should just be paid se- like thirty percent less, and then we should kill the government? So here's the thing, and I'm not about to be one of those red pill ass annoying men's rights. Some men's rights people are annoying huh. at all. A lot of them make fair points, and I like what they have to say, illuminating until they get to the women hating because there's a lot of misogyny in the. And it not all the time, but it can be tied to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's it's the meat of it. So the wage pay gap okay. that everybody talks about is slightly misleading. Yeah. Uh, yes, there are reasons why in some fields women make less throughout the course of their career or on average per year. Yeah. Whether that be maternally, which is a good example, or uh, I guess this would be opinion based that women don't argue or try to argue for better wages, competitive salaries like men do. Like yeah. men are more yeah, yeah. likely to do that. I mean, there's good anecdotal evidence of people being like, all right, wait, how much do you get paid? And finding out they're getting fucked over. Yes. Like, so, but my, yeah, but my Bigly thing is fucked over. I hate how men will phrase that question. I mean, that phrase that answer and to say, oh, it's because women don't argue for men. I mean, wages as much as, much huh. as men. But you look at the corporate fields where women have to argue for a living. Yeah. Whether I'm like lawyers at private firms. You're talking about uh, CEOs, CFOs, like yeah. all these different positions where they have to be in I'm, certain positions of power. I'm get privately paid less. firm for this woman. Talk. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, when you look at it, it's like uh-huh. they get paid less, too. And it's not because they can't argue. It's because sometimes they're not invited. What about what to, do you feel about the argument about? Oh, never mind. We'll get into it. What I'm saying, they're yeah. not invited. Yeah. Sometimes w- women have a glass ceiling and we got to pretend. I'd love to know how often, you, listener, how often you have to argue to get paid more. You know what I mean? Yeah, because we're, like I mean, we're, we're not we, really in a place we, where we, we yeah. have a pay scale that we can't. Our job is not based I just on performance. I should be like, it's, I'm performing it's five go minutes. Up. You should be giving me eighty dollars. Yeah, no, it's going to go up incrementally. <laughs> Ten to fifteen, or whatever. your union yeah, yeah. base. So yes, we can't really argue our salary in either. We can't say, hey, could you? You could probably argue it in your other field. Oh, as a as a DJ, yeah, yeah, I can set whatever I want for my. For my talents and my services, yes, 
but it doesn't mean I'm going to get it. But and I can, there's a certain value already out there for what you do. And women DJs for a while, even though they were far less, like what? if you were a hot woman and you oh, could DJ, yeah. you would get booked quick. Yes. Regardless of, I'm not going to say they were shitty DJs because I didn't listen to a lot of them, so I can't judge skill. But, I mean, there was like yeah. Ruby Rose was DJing. I'm pretty sure she wasn't really DJing, DJing, but I don't know. She might have started off had a background at DJing before she became super famous. Yeah, or practiced and it and had a passion for it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, I know, and I was, I shouldn't even throw her name out there. I wasn't trying to no, uh, yeah. offend or but anything. But if you're a woman out there and you're very hot in a bikini and you can press play on an iPad. Yeah, gotta, I would hire you good, myself you if I had a club. Good, yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying, I'm yeah. not, I am... And I'm not sexist or anything. It's like I know that if you're hot, men are going to come to fight it. That's like, a vibe, and that's a look. That's a look and a vibe. Yeah. So getting back to the women's soccer team. Yeah. Uh, so they just won their settlement about being e- paid equally. Yes. Uh, we watched something recently where it explained the actual court case. Yes. And come to find out that the women weren't getting we watched, paid equally. We watched America's number one most sexist lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I mean, he actually yeah. broke it down yes. correctly, which is what I've heard before. And I was like, okay, because I was trying to find the reason why. It was like, why is there any opposition to this? So the women weren't being paid as much as the men. Mm-hmm. In fact, the women were already getting paid more than the men. All right, let's accept that. <laughs> So, technically, the men, if they had played as much as the women, would have gotten paid more. Right? Yes. But because the men were on a pay-to-play, mm-hmm. and the women were had guaranteed contracts. So, like, even if every, they didn't play, they got guaranteed money. Almost they every, also had benefits. The uh-huh. men's team, the men's uh, the U.S. men's national team. They had, like, a big list of benefits, did too, right? not. Yeah, they had all types of pregnancy leave. And, and insurance. Insurances and different Rights things. over their likeness, which is yeah. probably why they don't have a video game. Yeah. So, the men were actually making less than the women. And so that's why when you first when I remember when I first heard about it, the courts dismissed it because the women said, no, nah, we don't want the men's deal because then we get paid less. Yeah. So they dismissed it. But then they went back at it. Ooh, they took the risk out of the risk reward. Yeah. System. So ended up getting even more in a settlement by being like, all right, we want what the men want. Plus what we got mm-hmm. and basically doubled what they were already getting. Yeah. Uh, apparently during COVID, the men's team didn't make a single dollar as like the players didn't make any money off of playing anyway. Whereas the women still as a team made $4 million, even though they didn't play a single game. So when you look at that, I'm like, yo, how was that equal? Like, I want to be like, I'm happy for the women for getting equal pay because they play harder. Look, the women are better, Uh but when it comes to results, I'm not saying that the women's team will go out there on the field and beat the men's team. But when I, what I will say is they're, they're better at where they're supposed to be. They're better competitors yeah. in their field, yeah. in their in their league against the other women. And this they is coming won off championships. Of, this is coming off of like a giant push. On like them. they won yeah, championships, yeah. multiple. Yeah, the U.S. women's team has won multiple championships, yeah. whereas the men have never done it. I don't think. Those no, no, I know they haven't. Tough bitches. So, so uh, yeah, I was just like to find out that they were already getting paid more than the men. And then to find out that the men, like, I would like to see that now the men are guaranteed. Yes. At the same time. But yes. we're not talking about that. We're talking about women who were guaranteed money, uh-huh. who made money even though they weren't playing, Ugh. 
complaining about thinking they got less, where in actuality they ended up getting more based on benefits and guarantees. Do you think they believe they were getting less? Because not a one of them made as much as the man, man who made the most, right? Something like but that. But none of them made zero, and that is probably anecdotally overlooked. Yeah. As like, what if you're the guy who didn't play at all that week? Yeah. Then you're fucked out of all your money. You know what I mean? Yeah, which is why they were looking like, yo. Which I'd love to see the statistics for that. Yeah, like, like if we had. Yeah. If we play like the men play, I think the men play. That had to be true, right? Yeah. Because overall, you said. I think the as men it played said, less yes. because the women went into different uh, playoffs and finals more. So they that's played more too. games. That, so they that's made more option, money. Yeah. But I think like they wanted more money per game. Like the men got more yes. money per game, but the men played less games. Yeah. Whereas the women got right, less money per game, but they played more games. They get paid almost exactly the same, and they played like five Except for the fact games. that the women's team made a whole $6 million as a whole yeah. more than the men Yeah, when they brought this lawsuit up. It was $6 million more million <laughs> that year that the women made total than the yeah. men. But imagine if you come Probably in. Probably overall with all the time they played, they yeah. would have been paid more. Yeah, so imagine if you come in two days a week. Yeah. And you get paid $40. I'm just putting out a basic number. And I come in five days a week, and I get paid $70. Yeah. I I wasn't paying any attention. I'm really sorry. That's cool. Okay. Just keep on hitting me with numbers, and I'm going to be like, oh, whoa, damn, what? But no, that's like saying, yo, you for those two days, you made $20 a day. Yes. And then for the five days, I made $15. Okay. Well, I'm off. No, I'm off by $5. But like- Holy fourteen dollars. Am I having like a stroke? How come I can't pay attention to what you're saying? I don't know. Okay. But they made fourteen dollars when they made twenty. What about taxes? Not including the fact that I'm not. We're not doing that. Okay. We're not doing that. We're not bringing in taxes. Get into the weeds. <laughs> but yeah. No, I mean, so I'm glad they got more. Well, they, uh, uh, this is ad break number two, and this is the final leg of the show. So I'm just right. letting you know. Sometimes it sneaks up. Oh, because we gotta we gotta run through a lot of shit, bro. Mm-hmm. We do. All right, next, uh, next topic. Speaking what? of international, you want to wrap up that one? Oh yeah. Uh, congratulations for the women to getting that money. Very I don't good. care if. I, I, my feelings aside, I'm I not, better be seeing tons of. I don't hate women. I just think yeah. that if you were actually making more on as total, even if you were doing more work, now that you got an extra, I want to see the men get guaranteed money too. Yeah. That's it. Congratulations to the women for winning their suit. I don't care if you just you make triple what the men make. I don't care. I just want That's everybody to make money. I'm glad really you get your bag. Get your to, bag. To be the guy who agreed to that, and he was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're all going to get playtime, right? <laughs> 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 yeah, man. I'm sure, yeah, we, we're, sure. All gonna, like, we're all good. We're all going to make it. That yeah. one, that those two guys taking zero so the other guys can get paid so much more. Anyways. Uh yeah 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 what's what's next uh next Ukraine oh yeah yeah because I have chicken some, fried just right I Cold have beer some on racist Friday shit night. I want to get into wait and what some fucked up shit some slightly racist shit there no are there any African American people in there's Ukraine? Africans in uh, Ukraine right now that are trying to leave and they won't even let the Africans leave. They're not letting anyone leave, though, right? Is that true or they're not? Letting, uh, they're letting some people leave. God damn it. They're not letting African migrants leave. That's fucked. Yeah, that's happening right now in Ukraine, by the way. Damn. 
Like I, I think, knew there had I to be something like that going on. When I looked up while we were on YouTube and I typed yeah. in uh, Ukraine for the Applebee's commercial, there was a story uh-huh. about Young Thug helping Ukrainian Africans out right now. But that's, yeah, we'll look into that. That's after pushing the P, but it's those upside down P's in their language. Not, I'm I'm too old for not this new lingo. Language, but uh, I'm too no, I'm Yeah, too you old hate pushing P. I can't. Stand You're not really pushing P about that. All right, I'll have to cool. let you know. We're done with this. You see that title on uh, number 44? I'm a 30-year-old man who, who I'm a 30-year. Uh, you see that P list? <laughs> Wait, no, are you kidding me? Everybody, that's related that's to Roy it? and Ma. That's what I'm talking about uh, pushing P and all that funny. shit. Like I said. Damn. But uh, yeah, shout out to Roy and Ma. I know that y'all don't want to hear this next to the shout out Jog just gave y'all, but shout out to the Joe Buddy <laughs> podcast too. I hate that I'm like, I, nobody got me in a divorce. Hey. I listen to both of y'all. <laughs> I like both parents. I like both yeah. groups. Yeah, yeah. Nobody got full custody of me. That's very good. But yeah, uh, Ukraine. Uh, I want to segue this into saying the U.S. is full of shit. That very much so. Uh, to condemn one country for war crimes while we've committed dozens over the last 40 years. Yeah. Just alone, 40. I'd say about back, 2 million tons in the past nine years, at least. I wasn't these nine years. This was during no, Vietnam. I know. I know. I'm just saying that, like, it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot to, so to, to look over at the other side of the table and point fingers. Yeah, so what he's alluding to is something that I just – Enlighten him on huh. something that I was enlightened on uh, a couple days ago. Marvel Secret Wars, not the Marvel Secret War. Oh fuck! It was that Secret Wars? I got fucked up again. This is the actual Secret War in real Miles. people dying and fuck. Yeah. yeah. So apparently, <sighs> Jeez, if man. you did not know this, the U.S. government had a Secret War with Laos, mm. and a lot of people just assume they know. I, and uh, Cambodia. And some stuff people too. might have actually known, but yeah. We've uh, technically not Cambodia. We didn't exactly pay attention to country lines while we were yes, bombing the and, shit out of nah. Vietnam. But more so Laos. Yes, we bombed Apparently, more shit out of Laos. Yeah. Uh, we dropped 2 million tons of explosives on Over that small little country. I yeah. mean, they're not little, but this is pretty small compared yeah. to us. A country that is impoverished, so they did not have the means to fight us back. Yeah. I'm pretty sure dropping contaminants have a, in a country a, uh, known for its rivers. Yeah, I mean they didn't have a air force or any type of air support, so we dropped bombs. They didn't have drywall. No, they did not. They uh, they suffered something so every wall was wet, in that monstrous country. that it's hard for me to even put into words. All right, let's look at it like this. Uh. The documents revealed, and the CIA funded this war, not funded, but they oversaw this war in Laos. They uh, documented that we dropped 2 million tons of explosives in over the course of nine years. So every single day, every eight fucking minutes, we bombed that country for nine years. Every single day, every eight minutes, we bombed this country. Yeah. Like, do y'all grasp that? That means seven times an hour, basically. Seven and a half times an hour. Yeah. We bombed. And to, and what do we do? We turn around and when we meet Laotian people in real life, we ask if they're light-skinned Filipinos. Like, it's crazy. So, imagine watching a, a 20, like a 30-minute show on television. Mm-hmm. 
thirty minute shows are actually only twenty one minutes, twenty two minutes. They because they have to have ad, room for ad time. Yes. Like we have to start getting because we need ads. Hell yeah! But uh, imagine every commercial. You're getting bombed. Yes. Every commercial break, you're getting for bombed. the entirety of the for almost a decade. Yes. So every time there could have been a commercial, if say there was a show run a, a channel running nonstop that only showed thirty minute shows for ten years, every commercial break you're getting bombed. It's almost as if like planes should be giving these people generational. You know how like they have like intergenerational trauma and like yeah, you met like yeah. There's this new thing in the air. It brings bad things. Imagine like the television was barely out. We killed 50,000 people during that span. Yeah. After the war. because Like at the beginning, you didn't even have to worry about propagandizing it. Like you didn't even have to put it on TV. At some the, point, the news was like, all right, I think we could do something about this. But before then, nah, man. No, we never talked about it. It was called yeah. a secret war because yeah. we never once put it out yeah. into the public that we were doing it. Yeah. So there might have been like some fringe guys. They drew tight lines on a map and said, "This is Vietnam. We're only attacking Vietnam." As if that they that didn't was tell Congress. That could be respected. No, they didn't even tell Congress. But like after the like near like, the end of it, like no, they didn't tell Congress at all. Like they didn't tell because Congress would have said no about this Laos or like Laos. Vietnam. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What I'm saying is that like we we think of this like Which is crazy, all wars, even the Iraq War, Afghanistan War, and stuff as like something that like it only affects inside of that country. But, you know, I, I don't understand what it's like to live in this the major United States, but United States are, like, divided off up and close together almost in the same way that these countries are in that region. Yeah. Like, you're you're touching next to each other. You guys are engaging in over the in trade and stuff. You guys have family on this side and we that side. We don't really notice it. What do you mean? Like, it's like living on Guamanalo and then something happened in Hawaii and I. You don't really yeah. notice it, like. But you know what I mean, like you know like people. Red there. Hill happened. I've got family. You fam- know people. I've got yeah. family. Yeah, yeah. You I've know got, people, yeah. but like you're not dealing with it yourself. No, it's but like, you know what I mean. Is mind. that like not thinking of it as affecting the general atmosphere of that area of the world when we're bombing one of them? Yeah. And not necessarily like a plane doesn't necessarily know what's inside state lines. You know what I mean? I think they know because of radar and. They have uh, cartographers that let them know where they at ah, in the air. I tried. You they don't get don't get no excuses. Next to episode. This <laughs> so all no, the I'm way. Not, up, I'm not saying it that way. Now. I'm not Same saying it that way. Now. I'm saying in the the way we that I perceive it, the way that I think of it, is that when you're a kid, you're you're thinking like, oh, we're going to war with this country. We must only be attacking that country and people oh, from yeah. that country. Yeah. In a naive way that we're not because we're straight not, up fucking up an entire part of the world because we're not right there to look at to see if that's what all we're doing yeah but uh to get back to that so two million tons of bombs a lot of which didn't even like a third i think they said a third of which never exploded so that country is littered with bombs right now yeah and they're not landmines it's an entire country like Brazil, like the whole country so uh it's not like landmines where you plant mines and then years later somebody's walking down a field and you step on it and blow up no, these are bombs that were meant to explode on impact. Yeah. So the ones that did not can go off at any moment. Yeah. So you could just be walking down the road, not step the on the wrong bomb. Vibration. Just, or even yeah. it's just a hot ass day. Trying to bury your dog. Yeah. 
No, seriously. Like, it could Damn. just be a hot-ass day, and that bomb decided after 40 years, 50, no, almost 60. That's so crazy. Yeah, 40, no, 40 years. That's so crazy. That it wanted to go off. Yeah. And you're walking down the oh road with your kids, and one of your kids fucking die. Since the war, 20,000 people have been killed by explosives. We stopped bombing them. And since the, since the, end, so since the 70s, 20,000 people have died, not God. including the amount of people that have been yeah. maimed by these explosives. So when we look at Ukraine and talk about, oh, Russia invading and bombing and doing all this shit, let's not forget about Syria. Let's not forget about Bosnia. Let's not forget about fucking uh, Laos. It's so many countries that we forget about, and I, I don't want to be – I don't want to overlook them, so I'm about to look those up right now. It'll be real quick. It's a quick list. My friend, I was telling her about it, and she posted a similar story. So it's probably it's in my messages because I liked it. I like the thing that she posted. It says, uh, Syria, Libya, Iraq, Yemen, Bosnia, Kashmir. We bombed the fuck out of all of those. We invaded and bombed. Yemen. Yeah, or we looked at other countries yeah. invade and bomb and did nothing. Yes. Like we're looking at Palestine right now. We're bombing, but I'm not uh, getting into that. We're bombing weddings because the back and forth with Palestine and Israel. I've already talked about it in the previous episode. If you want to know, go look it up. I'm not telling you what episode. You just have to listen to them all and figure out which one it was. That's a good technique. Also, I say the N word like an episode does. somewhere down there. You gotta find it. You gotta find it to cancel me. So yeah, uh, that's. I'm I'm so mad you did that because I wanted that was the next topic I wanted to talk about. Well, oh, but Joe we're Rogan? not ready to yeah Joe Rogan. But okay. we're not ready for that. I we'll just do wanted that on to the Patreon. No, we're gonna keep going. And then Patreon is just a regular conversation where we could talk shit. We're almost there. Okay, we got seven right. minutes. Shotgun. Seven minutes. Oh, we shotgun it. So yeah, uh, Ukraine. I felt like was racist as fuck because anytime we invade and bomb black and brown countries, there's never any sympathy for those fucking countries that we're at war with yes. or other people invade. Other people invade black and brown countries all the time. What's yeah. happening in China right now is the new colonialism. I mean, in Africa with China is the new colonialism, and we don't talk about that shit ever. Talking about they bomb Ukraine's uh, fucking airport, and I feel sorry for the people. They have to defend their lives. I will always feel sorry yes. for people dying yeah. pointlessly over fucking imaginary borders. We're on their team. And fucking resources that we every, can share. Every bit of this is always being spun for somebody. But China threatened to, to, to steal to Uganda's fucking airport if they didn't pay their loans back. And Damn. we just fucking glossed over that shit. Holy shit. That's not talked about enough. Like a whole country said, we will take your airport away from you. A country the, uh, on the <laughs> half the way around the world yeah. said, yeah. oh, you're not going to pay us the money you owe us? Damn. You can't fly. That's wild. Like, so let's talk about the new colonialism before we talk about why we should feel bad for another fucking white country. Yes, I said it. That's in trouble when Haiti and fucking Cuba and Puerto not Cuba. Haiti, yes, Cuba. I forgot about Cuba. The Cuban crisis, we were feeling a little sad for them for like a couple weeks. Uh, same thing with Haiti. Same thing with fucking uh, Puerto Rico when they had the hurricanes. We look at them like, oh, how come they didn't have better infrastructure, blah, 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 blah. Why can't we ever say that about Ukraine? You knew you was right next to Russia. Y'all should have been stockpiling like Israel. Israel is a small country that defends against all these other fucking countries. Why can't y'all be like Israel? Like, there's never that since... Uh, but they were stockpiling, right? They were getting a lot of American weapons, and that's kind of what people are saying is... is one of the issues with this whole thing is that you talk about Israel, you talk about Ukraine. I don't know. Ooh, I'm gonna shut the shots hell up. fired. 
God damn. We just got us canceled. No, I'm just I, kidding. I hope no shots fired. But, um, I'm just kidding. Israel does their own thing now. No. But, uh, but like, every, I, I don't know what it is about, like, everyone's kind of thinking that this whole Ukraine thing is a work now. What if it, it it's just another part of the world? They don't even... I, do you think that the global cabal runs that deeply that this is being this is a false flag operation in order to to strangle hold Russia? I don't care. I don't care. I mean, I, I'm just tired of seeing. Oh, pray for white countries. I heard and that like black and brown Merkel, countries just need to do better. Merkel, Putin, uh, Macron. So Russia, Germany, and France. Yeah, that all their people. people who don't know. Sorry. They they were all a part of like a student group called the Young Leaders. That they're all people who were in a group taught that to teach people how to be leaders for their country. Well, so they're all like something a team. even crazier. What? Uh, well, I mean, like even during World War One and Two, I was about to say all World the leaders War were cousins. One. They all knew I would each say, other. I was literally, yeah. I said, that's what I was going to. World War One. Uh, oh, what's his name in Russia? What was his name? He was the one they made uh, the czar. They made him. Alexander, the one with uh, it was the hemoglobin Alexander. stuff. It was uh, wasn't it Nicholas? Okay, yeah, I believe so. Yes, he was a czar, and then uh, Germany's what was it? Prime Minister, uh, Chancellor. It was a Chancellor. I'm not sure. Uh, oh, this is killing me. And then uh, King, what's the name? All right, King George. Nicholas II and uh, Kaiser Wilhelm. Oh, okay. He was the Kaiser. They were all first cousins because their grandmother was the Queen of England. Yeah. They were all first cousins. Yes. That's so crazy. It's a, it's a crazy thing to remember that at the beginning of World War II, they were just ta- sending letters to each other. Yeah, World War One, they were fucking cousins. Oh, God, man. But, yeah, uh... Honestly, I'm praying for all the people that are affected by rich people making fucking decisions for them. Yeah. And lying to them and getting them uh, all riled up and shit, making them feel like they have to kill other people that they've never met for a sense of nationalism. The hero worship on either side is very weird. I'm talking about for anything. Like, whenever you have people that Muhammad Ali said it best. I'm not getting drafted into this war to go kill Viet Cong. That's what he called him. Yeah. When the people around the world that never a, did nothing to me. I saw a very But yet edit. I can't eat at a lunch counter in my own country. Yeah. Like y'all won't fight for my rights here, but you yes. want me to fight and possibly die over there. That poster. To make a bunch of rich white people more rich. The, no, Vietnam- the Vietnamese never called me the N-word. Yeah. 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 I saw someone edit to say the Russians never called me incel. Very probably. Fine. Very fine. I mean, I've been with the Russian trolls. They probably did. Yeah, yeah. But I'm probably saying, literally, probably, are, probably are literally why the are world the only is, ones. why the world is prevalent. <laughs> yeah, probably created it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well, yeah, no. So when I saw that, I'm like, yeah, no. I mean, I'm sorry, people are dying, but do I care about this any more than I care about civil wars in Africa? Any more than I care about the drug war in Mexico that we're fucking people up? Yeah. All the different countries. Well, that's the thing is that when you're when you kind of listen like that, it seems like, America, it seems like, like no. yeah, you, it, it's really hard to clarify that it does matter to us, that we do care that these people are being forced out of their homes and shit, like, on a, on a person-to-person basis, all around. I only but, care about it because it's in the news. Yeah, because it's blowing, it. yeah, because it's blowing up and people but care about other this things, only. Yeah, if the other things that were this, pr- like, yeah. serious, which are, are yes. a bunch. Yes. 
were in the news this much. Even just how many fucking I would children about are that. starving in this country. I'll go a step further and we'll talk about the children that were killed in a drone strike like a month and a half ago by us. Yeah. Where they said originally the... Was that uh, the one where it was like the cousin of the... It was like the older sister of the boy who was bombed during a different thing. Uh, no, it was a guy. Oh, my bad. So they were saying that he was secretly meeting with terrorists, even though he was part of the, I don't know, I think it was translators for American soldiers, or he was like part of the, he was helping us. He was helping our side. Yeah. And they thought he was might be, you know, turning sides or whatever, and was following for days, and they saw him with some jugs, and they were just water. I think it was just water jugs. I could be lying about what he was carrying, but they know they saw him carrying something yeah. and decided to go ahead with a drone strike. And when they hit him, he was around his kids and some of the neighborhood kids. I want to say there were 10 people killed in all, I think eight children. Uh, I don't know. God damn, dude. Imagine just chilling in a park and getting a – a drone this was in a parking. This was in a driveway. God damn. Yep, it was ten killing of ten civilians in drone strike, including an aid worker and oh, aid worker and seven children. We killed seven fucking kids in a drone strike, which means nobody could defend themselves. We just bombed from the sky and killed seven fucking kids and a civilian who was an aid worker and then when we did it God. we said it was terrorists that we Man. killed and then individual journalists was like no nah, it wasn't terrorists that it was people and then we had to go out and say hey it was a guy but we really thought he was connected to terrorists in a terrorist cell and we just did what was best and we're not apologizing then you find out oh no he wasn't connected to terrorists and we killed children yeah sorry y'all caught us Imagine the fact that this they tried to cover this up and it got uncovered. You know how many drone strikes we've hit them with in the last almost 20 years? Yeah, yeah. Imagine how many these fucking drone strikes was actually just killing fucking civilians and children. Yeah. Imagine who had nothing to do with anything. And now you want me to be like, oh, America should step in for Russia and Ukraine? Nah. Like, yo, we see you, Russia. We do some similar is that, shit. Is that, we still have we, colonies. Are we actually posturing for that? Is, do you think that's what it's posturing up to be? All this, like, it it doesn't did it feel like blind support for Ukraine? I mean, like. No, I mean, Russia's wrong. Yeah. I mean, I feel like any country that starts a war should be over limited resources. And it's either going to be you or me. Like, ain't no well, food, so we got to fight for this food. That's Someone pointed out is that, like. I was listening to some. I didn't finish or the space. recent episode of Chapel Trap House, but they're like very leftist type people. But they were saying that like, what was, what was Russia's way to do it? Because you're watching NATO slow, slowly approach east, and you're being choked out, like financially. And so, I think uh, what they the thing that they said was, if everything you're being offered on the table is slowly suffocating you, what like. Why not just flip the table and see what happens? Like, like if you see that you're getting fucked slowly, yeah, might as well just see what happens if you try to try to buck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't condemn Russia because I'm an American citizen. Yeah. Didn't we bomb civilians in World War Two? Yeah. Like, this is what kills me. There are people who were alive during World War Two 
who are still alive right now. They were small children that are now in their 80s, 70s and 80s. Yeah. So we can't say this was so fucking long ago when there's a whole generation of people who are still fucking alive. So with that being said, we as a country try to tend to forget what the fuck we've done and downplay the significance of what we've done. As this is Black History Month, all the shit that has been done to black people. So when I say what happened in Ukraine is bad, mm-hmm. but we don't have any place to talk, we have no fucking place to talk at all. Yeah. As a matter of fact, we shouldn't even like when we when it speaks softly and carry a big stick. We were the police force for the entire Western Hemisphere, and we didn't even need to be that. But not at that time. We and now the no, well, but now we're the we police weren't. force for the entire world. Well, when Teddy said that, yeah, we weren't the yeah. police force for the whole world. Teddy said that right before war before World War One. A writer who was president during World War One. I. I know Wilson was president after. I don't know. But it might have been Teddy. No, FDR was president. I think JFK. That's my bet. Can I bet you $1,000 it was JFK during World War One? No, you can't. Why? Because JFK died during Vietnam. Shut your fucking pussy. <laughs> 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 oh, Let no. me bet you. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, I think we might have to wrap. I think, you know. It was Wilson. And the Fuck. boys woke up. Okay. Uh, you get a text? Yeah. All right, so, well, shit, if we're not doing two hours, let's uh go to the last yeah. topic yeah. that I wanted to talk about. Uh, There was so much more that happened this month, so much more, but let's uh talk about the two big things that happened. You want to do it in, like, a Weird Al-type song? Hell no. Uh, I'm not fun. the fire. It was always burning. Joe Rogan said the N-word in there. <laughs> so, Joe Rogan. did a half-ass apology. Okay. And I'll say half-ass because I don't think he went back and looked at the full extent of his clip and realized what he said. You think he just, he just saw he just heard that something bad happened? Like go he didn't, say go say words make it stop. I feel like when you say I was just joking, it wasn't racist, right? But then you look at what you said, and at the time when you said it, you was like, yeah, that is pretty fucking racist. Like, right after you make the joke about the Planet of Apes, you say, yeah, that, that is really pretty, that is pretty racist. You knew when you said it, it was pretty fucking racist. And now you're saying, I was just joking and it wasn't racist. But when you said it, you literally said a couple seconds after you finished with the premise of your joke that that was pretty racist. So you either didn't remember what you said all the way. Or didn't go back and watch what you said all the way. Because even you acknowledged it years Oops. later that what you said was fucking racist. So yes. I say a half-assed apology because of that. I told you how I feel about the N-word. I feel like as long as black people commodify it, we sell it, we hold it as a word against other people, then I don't feel like we should be able to tell other people not to say it. I don't want to be caught it. I don't want to be called a bitch. I don't want to be called stupid, dumb, anything. Yes. So anything derogatory. Yes. I don't want to be called the N-word, even if you mean it affectionately, if I don't want you to call me that, yeah. black or white. But I don't believe we can police what other people say. <laughs> but with that being said, oh, Joe Rogan mm-hmm. did something that a lot of people of influence do. They got too comfortable in that, their That influence. is a weird... Yeah. Like, you knew... 
you wouldn't be when you said it you didn't know how big you were you weren't as big then but when you got caught you were big enough to be able to be like oh my bad it was a joke yeah and not have to deal with real consequences People, people can't mess around anymore people don't have a freedom of speech you can say whatever the fuck you want yeah freedom of speech is not freedom of consequence yes i can say all day you ugly as fuck and you dumb as hell and you a bitch and all this and that. But I'm if you done. come, I gotta go. If you run up on me, I'm done. Not you. <laughs> oh. I'm saying, but if you run up on okay. me and hit me based on what I said, yes, yeah, you can go to jail because you're not supposed to hit nobody unless yeah. you're, you know, self defending yourself. In day to day morality, you're defending you yourself, right? Yeah. But if I start saying certain shit and certain shit happen to me because of it, yeah. Like if I'm misogynistic and I work in a store where women have control over what. I can how I can even make yes. a living like work. They can fire me or anybody can get mad at me and fire me. Then there is consequences to your actions. Yes. So there are no consequences to Joe Rogan's actions because the amount of people who got outraged, a large majority of black people don't listen to Joe Rogan. It just, yeah, it just kind of crystallized the like you guys are attacking my friend, the guy who talks to me directly all day. All the little edge lords yeah. of the world. Yeah. Yes. But also, he was also that also became a hill to die on for people who believe they're defending right to free speech, because those people, you know, a lot of people say that. And I talked about this yeah. on the podcast about Joe Rogan. I'm yeah. pretty sure. So, I think my homeboy that I used to be roommates with a long time ago got me. He st- used to talk about Joe Rogan and listen to it years. I'm talking like back in when it first started, when people yeah. weren't really listening to podcasts. I'm talking this is 2012, 2013. Yeah. And I'm like, what is the point? Why are you listening? Yeah. Like, where are they? But he would listen all the time. Yeah. And now that, like, a couple years ago, uh, when I started, before I started podcasting with you, I uh-huh. think you're the one that really got me into Joe Rogan. You and uh, one of my other old roommates. I don't have roommates no more because uh-huh. I'm balling. Uh, there was like a golden era. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. Got me into. Sorry that I talked over the flex. Nico. Nico was on the show. Uh huh. Yeah. Your friend Nico. Yeah. Not your. Yeah, your friend Nico. You're not, my friend Nico. Not Nico, yeah. our co-host? Our co-host. Yes. <laughs> he just yeah. is, uh, yeah, he's busy. Yeah, no, nah, but uh, we can't wait for Nico to come back, actually. Yeah. Bring a different perspective. Yeah. Uh, But, no, so other Nico. <laughs> Calling him other Nico. Yes. Not comedian Nico, photographer yeah. Nico. That's Guest what we Nico. Guest photographer Nico. I don't know if guest is nicer. I don't think it. Photographer Saying Nico. it doesn't sound like it. I know. But uh, yeah. So they got me. Y'all got me into it, and I was into it. Like he would have some interesting conversations. But I started noticing something. I noticed how many right-leaning conservatives were on the show as compared to liberals. Not mm-hmm. saying they weren't liberals on yeah. the show, but the li- a lot of the liberals on the show weren't there to talk about yes politics and what's going on in government and yeah. how people felt. They were talking about that. A lot of them. A lot were of them were like something comedians. else. Like there was yeah. just a comedian who happened to be liberal, but yes. they weren't talking about politics. Yes. Or to be like, uh, you know, a guy who was talking about his book, and his book had nothing to do with liberalism. I feel like not liberalism because liberalism and being liberal are two different things. Yeah. But there, there isn't. There wasn't like a like the market that developed has been developing a lot longer. I think for people to be since. A lot of mainstream media does fall liberally. There was a market for speaking out against what you, everything else you're kind of hearing. Yeah, like like the hot. I heard Alex Jones on your show like, twice, bro. Yeah, 
Alex Jones? Yeah. Twice? I skipped like half of your interviews because I'm listening. I'm like, oh, this is another right wing dude, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't have a problem with listening to the right wing. Would you consider Alex Jones right wing? Yes. Yes. Not even a question. Hands down, without a question, he's super right. Like the right, the, the furthest right you can get. Alex Jones. Yes. I, I always considered him more of conspiracy theories. Does conspiracy theory fall well, he's under a right wing? Right, well, no, he's not. He, just a, he does lean right conspiracy. He's a right leaning conspiracy yeah. theorist. Like anybody, instead of a talking head on the right, anybody that, does that had a problem with Obama wearing a fucking tan suit is a problem. Oh, I wasn't. I wasn't socially conscious at that time. You were grown. I know. Okay. I, was, <laughs> I know. You were I was grown, grown. man. I was skateboarding to flip burgers. <laughs> I was I was chilling. Oh yeah, I had a. Problem. I was I was baby bird. I was getting I was getting vomit down my throat. I was getting I was getting thick. Okay. I wasn't worried about I nothing. Know. I don't know how to explain uh, them belly full syndrome. But yeah, no, I uh, yes. when it came to uh, Joe Rogan, I found that one when I listened to it, you aren't. Five years old, bro. You knew black people weren't listening to you that often because people who have a huge black audience uh-huh. know not to say shit like, we went to go see Planet of the Apes. I stepped out the taxi and I was in Planet of the Apes. Referring to black people as fucking apes. Like, you were a grown ass I, man. Okay, because I love in the apology where he was like, idiot. "I mean, we stepped out and it was like the middle of Philly, and I mean, it was like I was in the Planet of the Apes, so that's why I said it was like it was like, wait, you just didn't apologize, <laughs> you just said it again. Like you think, yeah, like Planet of the Apes wasn't in, it was in New York. It took place in New York." It took place on a alien on a different planet. No, it was New York in the future. That's why the Statue of Liberty. No, was but it, it's a different. It, if you're tra- time traveling that far back and forth, is it interdimensional travel? No, it's just the future of the Earth. All right. So they were because you saw the Statue of Liberty. Okay. It was the Earth. He just happened to time travel to the future. Yes. Where apes like chimpanzees and orangutans and cool. gorillas were talking. Yeah. And the humans were. Developed with super psychic mind powers underground because of nukes and all this other sh- Anyway, yeah. what I'm saying is yes. he went somewhere, saw a bunch of black people, and decided to call us fucking apes. Yes. Point blank period. If you're trying to make a joke like, oh, man, look at all these fucking monkeys. <laughs> That's what the fuck you said. I'm not fucking paraphrasing. You said. Not even, not even a little bit. Holy I walked in the planet of the apes. I say saying. Damn, that's a monkey, that's a monkey, that's a monkey, that's a monkey. When you really think about it, you like, yes. yo, what the fuck? Like, I feel like there's no way to justify calling black people fucking monkeys. Mm-hmm. None. Or apes. I mean, apes aren't monkeys, but I'm just I, saying. I hear a lot of th- things about Joe Rogan not actually being that funny. It, like, even like. He's all right. I think he's all right. Not gonna be wrong. I'm not gonna knock him for what he does. I mean, does, like even skill. in in like hanging out day to day, like being his opener type of thing, is that like Joe won't necessarily like a lot of things will kind of go over his head, and he'll like. What I'm saying. What I'll literally. say is this. I was. I, I've, I've said. This I'm gonna take the time for that because I don't uh, know if I'm ever gonna be. I'm not gonna be on rope. No. So don't even fucking worry about it. Reason. 
first of all, don't take the time. Uh, Joe Rogan, if you ever happen to listen to this or anybody that you're affiliated with because you might have Reese on the podcast. Please smite us. Just know that uh, we're, us. we're privy, not privy, we're uh, allowed to have opinions about what we've heard about you. And if you have a problem with that, then cool. We don't really yeah. want to rock with you no way. We'll call you like like T.I. did Godfrey. Yeah, we don't really want to. We got to talk about that at the last. God step damn it. About that. Yeah, we got to yeah. close on so, that. Uh, but no, I mean, it's one more topic that I have to compare to with this. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Like, it was, okay, this perfect. was a same week, uh, like a day or two apart issue that happened. So with Rogan saying the N-word, Spotify decided to back him. Yes. Saying we're not pulling them. We already yeah. paid them. We're not pulling them. Yeah. To which, first of all, uh, what's his name? Neil Young? Neil Young, yeah. Neil Young grew up, He, uh, I think he was affected by polio. Uh-huh. And so he's very pro-vaccine. And it was something. It was some disease. I think I it was polio. I think he actually was anti-vax. No, Neil Young was. What? So he was afflicted as a child, which is why he's so pro-vaccine. So when he heard about the misinformation that was being spread on the Joe Rogan podcast, I know I think he that's why leveraged he his vaccine because he was a, for a good vaccine, but no, Neil the Young amount of vaccines started ramping vaccine. up. That's the one thing I know about Neil. Young. I don't know none of his music, Damn but I, know. I heard a narrative that was that like he kind of like like the, him and the hippies that followed him kind of started that no vaccine thing, and now it's kind of biting them in the ass with the Joe Rogan, but. If he did have polio, that would make a lot more sense to be pro vaccine. Why was? Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, no, it was a lot of. I think it was something about him and his like actual history, like his medical history. Yeah. Well, have you ever gotten to the conspiracy of uh, like not Muscle Shoals, but uh, that that valley? around in in the la area that like a bunch of cia people live there and then their kids all grew up to be to influence culture Mm-mm. yeah so apparently like jim morrison's dad was in the cia uh like neil young's you know like a lot of people had relatives in the cia so people think that the the general they infiltrated the folk indie folk culture of the time and kind of controlled the narrative I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, but I mean. But uh, then again, if your dad's like this super serious COVID, guy, you're going to be like an before artist. Before COVID, sometime. the majority yeah. of anti-vaxxers were hippy-dippy liberal people. Yes. Who didn't trust science and talk about, we love Eastern medicine, it, but it yet. flipped almost immediately. The majority of my doctors are Indian and Asian. That's a great observation, and it will be a very funny bit. Chinese. Right now, They're like Chinese, Japanese, majority of the doctors Denzel, are Indian. Right now, that's saying. that's just racist. I'm just saying. <laughs> right? I don't know. Before we before we put it through a little. How bit is it racist? What do you mean? How is it racist? What, weren't you just saying that they were hippy dippy and anti science and medicine? And they're all for and they're all Eastern for Eastern medicine, medicine, but all of but all of my doctors have been Eastern. Growing up, I had Dr. Roy as my pediatrician, and huh. I forgot my other doctor. But Dr. Roy was Chinese. And but, I'm talking about in Detroit. But they're American. Dr. Roy do you think that was they, Chinese. Do you think they, they go home and, my other doctor, and practice Eastern medicine? He was Indian. I don't know if he practiced it on himself, but what he practiced on me and what she practiced on me Because is Eastern West. medicine, in a general sense, racist in and of itself? 
the idea calling of, it Eastern medicine? I think so. I, okay. I'm just saying what the terms they use. Like, I are think, they are they being are the hippies being dumbasses? Yes. Is that yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm never going to argue that. Yes, you're being a dumbass to believe. Oh, I that I saw the wrong perspective. You don't need. I thought you were saying that like it was funny that way, but. If they only trust what Asian people are up to, why don't they trust their like doctors? Like, you got a brain tumor, so I'm going to give you acupuncture. Yeah. Fuck out of here. Nice. Have you ever had an acupuncture? No, but I've had friends die of brain tumors at very uh, young ages, and they oh. hear people completely okay. diss Western science when she would have died younger and got to live a couple extra years. Fuck y'all, sometimes. It's just like, y'all only want the shit. Y'all get to argue about shit when you don't have a fucking problem. One of That's my called fucking privilege. Very distant. I hate saying privilege, but yeah. Never mind. Go ahead. Uh, one of my very distant something they were discussing how um someone in another part of the family had a brain tumor starting and they were very they're pushing very you know how like people talk about when they're being raised religious and everyone else who isn't being religious is going to hell that's how he was kind of being about they should start smoking marijuana like it like this older person developing a tumor like you, like, you know very adamantly saying like we need to get them to start smoking weed but it's just like a funny thing of like you know trust science please yeah yes speaking of uh points of privilege whoopi goldberg same week mm-hmm. joe rogan happened whoopi goldberg made uh name wise one-third jewish yeah, but I don't even think she married a Jewish person. I think she. I think this, there's a Wait, story behind. Wait, Nimrod's half Jewish. I forgot Gold. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm saying like I think her name really isn't it's Goldberg. Yes, it's, it's a stage name, name. Yeah. and I think she used it so that way she could get into doors that she couldn't get into in Hollywood. I think that's the history. Cole. Could be completely wrong. That I always say, always not preface it, but yeah. I ended with saying that it might be wrong. So go look it up on your own. Yeah, I always qualify my anti-Semitism. Yeah. But no, so I honestly I understand what Whoopi Goldberg meant because in America we're taught that race is a skin color, it's not mm. an ethnicity, yeah, or a religion, yeah. Like a Italian person, an Irish person, a British person, a Dutch person, a French person, a actual Spanish person from Spain could all come to America, walk into a bar. And all be white. Yeah. White is an uh, identity that is given to people who are not of color. Yeah. Basically. It's a lack of being black. Yes. Yeah. Or brown or red or yellow, depending on your ethnicity. So anybody, basically European uh, phenotypes. Yeah. That uh, traditionally European phenotypes can consider themselves, can ascribe to be of a white identity. In America, so when she was saying it was white people fighting white people, technically speaking, the Jewish people in Poland weren't like, you know, black Jews in everyone Ethiopia. Went, uh, uh, let's put it this way: at that time, everyone could tell they were they were fine tuned to each other's different look. No, they still most of them look like what? Scarlett Johansson. Can you tell she's Jewish? She's famous. Can you tell she's Jewish? No. All right, Sarah Silverman, if I never seen her walking down the street and I didn't know her last name, if I had never seen her before, she was walking down the street and never knew her last name, couldn't tell you what the fuck she is. What I'm saying is 
the white people in Europe at that, the Jewish people in Europe at that time were mostly white. There is a diaspora of Jewish people that went all around the world. My, one of my really good friends. No, what, what I'm saying about that is that if you were German, would you be able to tell if someone was Jewish or not? Near you? I, Especially if it was Eastern Bloc Jews who were coming in. I think Germany at the time. I don't know. I, I wonder. I wonder if they did a passing thing. I want to be real. I always wonder. I never looked into it. I should have looked into it because I yeah. wonder it all the time. I'm like, in those days, it was normal not to be circumcised. Show me your dick. So if you were circumcised, that was a clear sign that you were Jewish. I yes. wonder if they were passing men to see if they were circumcised or not. I don't know. I always wonder that, not because I'm wondering about men's dicks because you can't look at the same thing. I think that women. was a thing. But I, it has they to be. They literally did that to people, like near the, not the end of it, but like. You know, once they're stop, stopped with the pretense of like, oh, we're just kind of keeping you over here. Like, look, moving people I'm around. not cut. Yeah. I'm Christian. What's up? Because it became, yeah. it wasn't even popular in America to be circumcised until like the 40s, the 30s or 40s. Yeah. So like, to be like the only group of people who did that around the planet. Yes. It would be easy to identify. Yeah. But it wouldn't be so easy for women. But like I said, what Whoopi said was, ins- uh, it was insensitive because- she didn't consider Jewish people as a separate race because in America, Jewish people consider themselves as a separate race, but they also consider themselves, a lot of them, as white. Yeah. So they're white, but they also get to be Jewish. Yes. Like one of my really good friends, when you look at him, he's just like a regular white dude. You look at his dad, looks like his dad a little bit Middle Eastern, but he looks a little bit on the wider side, but clearly looks uh-huh. Middle Eastern. You look at his mom, his mom is Indian, but she's a light-skinned Indian, super light. So you can't tell where his mom's from, which you can kind of guess that she could be from the Middle East. Yeah. But they look like that. But him, he looks just like his dad. Yeah. And his mom gave birth. That's his dad and that's his mom. But he looks like a straight white dude that you can't tell what his ethnicity is at all. Yeah. And so people look at him and they find out he's Jewish. Like, oh, you're Jewish? Yeah. So when I say that, it's like in America, I can understand how Whoopi could feel like, yo, by looking at it was white people fighting white people in Germany, and it was a human problem. I can understand how she pissed people off because Hitler himself decided to separate them. Yeah. Nope. Race is a made-up construct. So just like how I'm black, you could be seen as white or Asian, whatever you want to be seen as. I'm white. Even though you're a quarter Asian. Yeah. You still – uh, nobody knows unless yeah, you tell Yeah, it's them. becoming harder to – like, you got to argue it. you got to be yeah. like, so, I know you can't tell. Like, you're passing. Yeah, yeah. You're clearly passing. I'm entirely white passing. Yes. So when Whoopi says that, like, her idea of social constructs and the social construct of race did not encompass Jewish white people in Europe. So I can understand how she made that misstep. And to say, hey, somebody else told me, well, no, Hitler considered us a different race, which is why he exterminated us. Now, just like somebody decided in America that black people were a different race and they enslaved you, that's what happened. Yeah. So that's why what you said was insensitive. Then, yes, she's fucking wrong. But you have that conversation because there's plenty of black people right now who (laughs) think a lot of these Jewish white people are just white. Yeah, more like Whoopsie Goldberg. Whereas what Joe Rogan said was, for lack of a better term, since he said it, these, these are, niggers are these apes. Are ape creature. Okay. These niggers are apes. <laughs> since he said nigger so many times. Damn. But no. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, these are, I and mean, Whoopi's a comedian. You know, it's Joe funny. Rogan's a comedian. Yeah. Is that like, I hear 
I listen to old episodes of podcasts all the time. I go through like the backlogs of podcasts a lot. I found a lot of people who you would never consider having said the end saying the end like on yeah. record. You know what I mean? It's a bunch of them. And it's like they feel you, comfortable because they you, don't have black listeners. I mean, exactly. But it's crazy because like at this point in their lives, they identify. They're at a certain point. I feel like it gets so big that they have to address it soon if you if you mm. get ahead of it it might be less backlash but then you might want to just wait till it pops out because if like what happened with liam neeson yes you remember the story with liam neeson i'm gonna find that black bastard right he was just like i mean he wanted God to like stab and I'm, yeah. the next black person he the saw next <laughs> <laughs> fuck man the next then, one he yeah, saw. The next like, one I see, me. I'm going to beat the shit out of Like, I could have just got to town because I'm busy on vacation. A special, special. I could have got taken. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get taken. I could have got taken just with being on vacation. Like, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's how some people think. I don't think Joe Rogan. What are you doing in Dublin? Tell me right now. I don't think Joe Rogan intentionally meant to say anything wrong or fucked up. I think that. He knew he was wrong when he said the joke, so he said it to push the boundaries. And even though he said it to push the boundaries, he should have yeah. said that behind closed doors and not on his podcast where people could find it later. Yes. Also, I believe that people should have room for redemption and forgiveness, just like I said about Whoopi. I feel the same way about Joe Rogan. Yeah. I also believe that Joe Rogan is a participant in uh, his – I hate saying it again, but I'm going to say it – white privilege. You get away with uh, – not just white privilege. Like, you're in a position of power where you can get away with talking shit about Anything. black people yeah. because black people don't listen to you. So you don't have to that, worry about losing a core fan base. And I didn't really think about it, I guess at the time, but like it was always wild to me that he would use the N word in an episode and the very next, like, you know, the next episode would be like Jamie Foxx is on yeah. like an important person in the like black Like you saw community. what happened like, with Bill yeah. Maher and Ice Cube. I forget. I remember the house person. Yeah. He called him on. He said, I wouldn't be a field. I'd be a house. And then, Ice Cube come on and tell him like, yo, dog, I know you thought that shit was funny, but nah, don't be, don't do that. He checked him on air. Yeah. And Bill Maher looking at him like, I say what I want. I'm like, this is still Ice Cube. Yeah. You you do know Ice Cube ain't no chump, right? Like this is still <laughs> Ice Cube, but you live in L. A. Yeah. Like you might want to chill. Yes. So, but uh, I mean, maybe that's why I heard he lives on set. Like he has an apartment that they built him on, Probably. on the lot. Maybe that's why he never steps out of the fucking lot. It's because he's going to get fucking fucked. Damn, dude. I mean, that whole thing with Ari Shafir as well, the Kobe Bryant thing, is like he couldn't go to L.A. for a long time. And I don't imagine he just hangs out in L.A. Hell no, I wouldn't. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, Speaking of uh, comedians who don't hang out anymore. No, I'm just kidding. So, last topic. There was some. There was a few more topics I wanted to get into, whether it was critical race theory or just black, uh, Black History Month. What else has happened? It's been a lot. Different music that mm. has dropped, movies, TV shows. I wanted to talk about Euphoria, all this different stuff. But we're gonna mm. end this episode. We'll get back to Euphoria because some people haven't watched it. Oh, uh, Power Book Four, Force with Tommy came out. So the new uh, spinoff, spinoff uh, Whoa, came out. That's nice. The spinoff, yeah. So one, of, it's a new spinoff. It's three spinoffs right now. One thirty, that's but really yeah. good. Huh? One thirty, that's really okay. Good. Yeah. So we're gonna finish this off. Uh, Ti. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> is butthurt because Godfrey didn't stay to watch his show. He watched the clip and basically told him, like, bro, you need a lot more work. And the fact that you have fans listening to you is only because – now, this ain't what Godfrey said, but because this is you're how a legend. We, this is how I saw it. I'm gonna, I don't know yeah. if I'm speaking for Reese. Reese can yeah. butt in when he wants. Well, here's the thing is that I know exactly where T.I. is coming from. Go ahead. You go first. Because I remember first coming up, you all, like when I first came out, and this is something that I'm really struggling with right now because there's a lot of new comics that I never really interacted with. You know what I mean? Like a lot of new comics that I'm meeting for the first time. And when I first started coming out, I'd watch everyone's sets. I'd give them notes, which is probably irritating, but I don't know if these new guys want notes or not. And not necessarily – I haven't necessarily proven I'm funny to them in any capacity so like yet, you know? Yeah, but um, yeah, like when I first started coming out, there's comics that I really respected, and they would spend the whole time downstairs outside smoking cigarettes and talking with the other comics, and I was like, damn, they really just don't give like a shit about me, you know? Like they like, I I always care about what they have to say. I always give them notes. I always like you know, but then uh, someone was just like, oh, I heard that you wanted us to watch your sets. Just let us know. You know what I mean? Like, if T.I. really wanted Godfrey to... and But they're like, I'm tired of it. I don't want to watch comedy we, every single week I come out to do an open mic. I have to watch three hours of comedy. Yeah, you know what but T.I. Well, if T.I. could have asked, like, yeah. In his tone, T.I. was like, bruh, I'm T.I. Like... Yes, he did. You should have been out there. He almost clearly said that. Was like, but you know I'm a... Like, you know I'm T.I., though. I'm T.I. Like, you yeah. went into the green room and just chilled it in and watched me? I'm I'm, I'm T.I. Yeah. Like, if I come in and stand on stage, every famous person, if there's a famous person, y'all should have came from out the back to watch me do my thing. Yeah. Like, why didn't you watch me? Yeah. Like, it was clearly disrespectful that you didn't watch me. And I'm like, as I, a comedian, you have not earned your chops. Yes. I'm not a comedian, but I've done comedy, and it's hard. You have not earned your chops. And this is crazy because I'm saying this like this. To come at another comedian who has earned his comedic chops. Yeah. You are an entertainer without a doubt. Yeah. When I'm talking to T.I. right now, I know he don't care what I say, but if anybody ever hear it and know him or he hear it somehow, I will say this. When your whole case came through about them hoes lying on you, I was like, they lying. My guy tipped didn't do it. Y'all knew what the fuck was up the deal. I always supported you when you was fucking up with the gun charges all the time. And I was like, damn, tip, not again. <laughs> but you're going to get, you're going to do this big dog. When I saw you in Ant-Man, I was like, my guy getting Disney checks mm-hmm. all the time. And you still one of my favorite rappers to this day. But dog, I ain't listening to your comedy, so I'm not going to speak on your comedy. Yeah. Because I ain't trying to get checked by T. I'm just kidding. Yeah. But uh, to be mad, to not understand that most comedians don't look at other comedians. I've watched, I don't know, countless interviews of comedians say, yeah. oh, I don't watch other people stand up because I don't yeah. want to, like. I can't. I, I don't want to get influenced or I can't I'm almost listen to like, comedy all the time. Yeah, I, it, that's starting to fuck me up at this point. Yeah, to say that is like, like, I know comedians who aren't even big that's like, yo, I can't listen to other comedians. Yeah. So for you to get upset that a comedian at his level did his regular thing, yeah. when you are trying to break into his field, yeah. you have to take a step back and be like, all right, he didn't mean no disrespect. I'm just so used to everybody wanting to see me on stage that even if I just stand on stage and talk, people listen to me. 
Yeah. So even if it's not comedy, I can just go up there and talk and not rap, and people will want to come out, shake my hand, meet me, listen to what, hang on my every word. Yeah. You have to get out of that mindset because now you're a comedian. Yeah. And when you step on stage and do comedy, you're a comedian. You might not be a professional or a great comedian, but you're an amateur well, comedian. Well, uh, there's that comedian documentary with Jerry Seinfeld and Orny Adams where it's like they kind of go over like Jerry Seinfeld building a new hour because it was right after the show. And he's like, when you're famous, you get one to two minutes of free laugh no matter what you say. Yeah. Once they realize you're not being funny, they don't care. They'll, they'll just watch you and see what happens. Yeah. But they don't, they're like, you lost them. Yeah. They don't give a shit. Dave Chappelle got booed in Detroit. Mm-hmm. T.I. Dave Chappelle got booed in Detroit. Yeah. One more time. Mr. Tip Harris. Dave Chappelle got booed in Detroit. Somebody we all talk about is arguably one of the That's greatest funny. comedians of all time yeah. got booed. So when you I think, mean, imagine what it's when like you to, think you go yeah. step on stage and they're going to respect you as a comedian, especially if you didn't have a crowd dying laughing, then he respected your effort. He respected what you had to say and even gave you the time to be like, you know what? You're a great storyteller. He wasn't about to say, yo, you was killing the crowd. I would hate to follow after you yeah. as a comedian. No. He wasn't going to give you that. And I feel like that. even might have taken your, you seem comfortable on stage as like a diss. You like, know, like su- comfortable on stage on, is a big deal. Like, a lot of people aren't. Be com- like a lot of people aren't comfortable on stage, but yeah. I would expect the multi-platinum Grammy Award winning T.I. who has been in countless theaters, not theater, well, theaters and stadiums and arenas. And films. And films and, like, yeah. and TV shows yes. and podcasts. Yes. To be comfortable in front of a crowd. Yeah. I expect that. So as T.I. hearing, like, yo, you're mad comfortable with the crowd. Like, uh-huh. the fuck you thought I was going to be nervous? I'm T.I. Why would I be nervous? That's true. It's like, but it's a different thing that you're doing. So even if you're the greatest rapper ever, you could be nervous to it's tell a different your joke. Type of comfortable. It's like you might not be comfortable yeah, with people not yourself thinking you're funny way. when you think you're funny. Yeah. So a lot of people are saying he not funny. I ain't seen it, so I ain't going to say that. I ain't seen you stand up. Yeah. I will say, uh, T.I., Uh, I can't even say what I want to say because it sounds so disrespectful to say that in a sentence. So I, I think it's this thing of like, who gives a shit? Like, I, not, not, no, not in a bad way, but like the like, there's always gonna be people who hate when you are able to get the crowd yourself. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, oh, that's I know constantly what you mean. that's constantly happening. It's a lot of comedians who yeah, just yeah. get a crowd. Yeah, and people hate them, but it shouldn't matter at all. It shouldn't. As long as, yeah. like how T.I. said one thing about, oh, people mad at him taking spots from other comedians, blah, blah, blah. He said, yeah. if it's yours, I can't take it from you. Yes. And I love what you said on that. I'm talking to T.I. directly now. Yeah. I love what you said there. <laughs> that shit, I want to quote that. I mean, I've heard people yeah. say it, but the way you said it was right. Like, I can't take what's yours. Yes. If you that good and you that guy, I can't take, I, yeah. me, even me being me, I can't take If yours. we're both playing at the same venue, different rooms, and people pick me over you. Then that's your fault. Yeah. Yeah. Like you should have put yourself in a position to be so good as a comedy that even if T.I. show up, yeah. I'd rather listen to the comic because I'm here for comedy. Yeah. So I understood what he meant. And yeah. I respect it. I just think that the way he was pressing Godfrey by Godfrey not automatically. And he made a joke talking about 
his dick on their breath or whatever. I was like, bro, he literally wasn't sucking your dick. He was just like, all right, I'm glad you're getting into this. Good luck. I respect you as a person. Yeah. Like, people get better over time. So hopefully T.I. gets better with his comedy. What was the video? So what was no- that video from? Oh, the, the footage from the Godfrey podcast? Yeah. Go check it out because it's hilarious to see uh, Ali Sadiq, Dante Nero, and I forget who the last guy was, though. Yo, every time they pan them. over to those three dudes, they they're looking like, like oh, fuck. they're like, it's like when you watch your, you uh, have to backpedal too, because this is yeah. T.I. Yeah. But they're looking at this, they're looking around like, really, bro? Like, I felt like they were looking around like when your, your friend's mom is yelling at him and you're at a sleepover it, and you're like, uh, I mean, I felt like it was like, no, they were looking at him like. Bro, you got the audacity to talk about what comedians can and can't do to other comedians, but this is literally the yeah. comedy scene. Like, yeah, this is the this is where individuals all butt heads constantly. Like, bro, you up here talking about in a big you, way. You deserve respect. Like, as this is this happened. It wasn't a big deal at the time, but Tim Dillon took shots at Michael Shea. Yeah, right. And then Michael Shea took took shots back. It's yeah. it's fun. Yeah, so it's fun. It was fun. Ti. Good luck on your comedy career. I'm glad you're done with your legal trouble so I can get a good album. That, uh, Fuck Em, or I think that's the name of the song. Fuck Em, that's my shit. That new shit you just dropped. Fuck that shit they say. Hey, fuck that shit they talking about. Fuck that shit they say. And it's like the, uh, okay. Dun, 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 okay. That little, nah, that shit. Fire. I was like, T.I., I hate saying people back, but I mean, you ain't dropped nothing that I like this much since fucking, you know, Paper Trails, King, all those days, Trap Music, like, that's, you ain't dropped nothing this good in a minute for me, like, not saying you don't think your shit good, but for me, I ain't, that's this, that's fine. imagine what that's like to, what he puts out usually is fully formed, produced, he wrote it, he took his time. And now he's on. And then stage. once you're done, once you put it out, it's done. Yes, once you put it out, it's done. It doesn't grow based on oh the crowd reacted this way. Yes. Okay, I could change it up. Yeah. Oh, I should keep this the same. I he's not to used to getting on. immediate feedback. That's good and bad. So, sometimes. yeah, I just wish him the best. Yeah. Good luck with the comedy career. Be able to do it as much as you want. I mean, you don't have to take advice from other comedians, but I mean, it's not like rap. There's things you could learn from a comedian. That maybe you don't know already. Maybe you have learned these things from comedians. Might be part of the reason yeah. why you have great stage presence because you have been around comedians and rappers and entertainers. Yeah. All I know is I'm about to go watch, and if it ain't funny, I'm gonna be mad that you was trying to use words like his constituents. Constituents vote for you. Godfrey doesn't have constituents. Got a, a show on Friday, first Friday. Uh, speak easy, secret spot. Look at the flyers, pay, and then we'll let you in. Yeah, it's an open mic. But other than that, yeah, that's it. That's all we got for the day. So, uh, yo, thanks for listening to us. This was the Way Out There podcast. Back again, Sean. We appreciate you. Didn't forget the shout out. No, this is season three still. Season three point two. Hey, what's up? Yeah, he might. He might. All right, y'all. This has been the Way Out There podcast.
Take the top off, let the sun come in. Whoa, for all my dogs that stay down, we up again. Oh, I got dirt on my name, I got white on my beard. I had dead on my books, it's been a shaky ass year. Let me make this clear, so all y'all see. I don't take advice from people less successful than me. Huh? Ain't no love lost, but the gloves off. And we up in this bitch until they turn the club off. Had to tell the dogs, turn the snubs off. Plus they are already mad that the Cubs lost. These two wrongs are right you. I was too grown in high school. The true soul of Ice Cube, too close to snipe you. Truth told, I like you. Too bold to type you. Too rich to fight you. Calm down, you light skin. Girl, I still love you.